Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is Balloon Party driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Standing across from me is Action Jackson. The cameras are perched. There will be a moment in the near future where we're on YouTube and you will watch the listenership of the female demographic increase exponentially. Tenfold when they as I see would say. these baby blues peering into their eyes. Yeah. And another thing I don't think you get enough recognition for, Tim. Thank you. Yeah, let's spend some time on things I don't get enough recognition for. You can text yours in 314-399-9646. Is your vocal, your vocal range? No, I'm excited about my vocal range. You're right. Because you were real low there on the intro, kind mm-hmm. of really got a good bass in the voice. Yeah. But then you can go real high, especially when you're pontificating on something, usually in That's a nonsensical correct. realm. That's correct. Uh, you can really get your voice nice and high. I don't have that. I can't go high or low. This is it. This is what you got. I think it's a nice voice, though. I 25 years old, the world in front of you, now Indeed. treating your hairline, which you are unnecessarily sensitive about, for the record. Unnecessarily sensitive. Oh, about. I don't think I'm as sensitive about Like, I'm not, like, hiding it. I now think, I think you are sensitive because you're acting like you're not sensitive. So now I got to go back over the yeah, top. And I, I'll be honest with you. I have pocket tens, but I think I'm ahead. I might be boating. Uh, I think that... I don't even know what that means. Uh, you know, I might be boating. What does that mean? What does that mean? I say I might have pocket... I have pocket tens, and you say I might be boating. What I think I mean? have the full boat. I think I got a full house in my you hands. You only have two cards in front of you. You don't even know how to play the game. That's what makes me so dangerous. <laughs> um, but I don't think I'm a sense... I just think I'm really aware of it, okay. and so I constantly bring it up. Maybe because I am sensitive to it so that no one can... So now you're arguing with yourself. That's all of a sudden what's happened. It's Eminem. It's B-Rabbit in the final verse versus Anthony Mackie in 8 Mile. I'm going to say everything... Yeah, I think that's 02, actually. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say everything that you can use against me so that you can never use it against me. I respect the strategy. I don't know if it'll hold up. I'll go into the Air Comfort Service text line, and I'll let you know how it's playing. 314-399-9646. You know, in my mind, it's a Tuesday because it's the second day of the week. Mm -hmm. But with Memorial Day, it's a Wednesday. And guess what that means? Wide berth Wednesday. I'm in the mood to go deep on a topic. Ooh. I am, but I don't know what the topic would be. Now, Randy Carricker and I, who still have yet to do a podcast, even though we kind of do a very quick one when I'm when I'm walking in and he's walking out, and he was talking about how the last time the Cardinals finished in last place uh, was 1990, which I recalled, but the last time the Cardinals had the last place record in the National League was 1918. And at that time, of course, there was just the National League and the American League. There weren't the divisions. 
And so making the observation that people are feeling a little bit better this morning because they beat the Royals, even though that might be ignoring what the bigger picture is, which is they scored a grand total of two runs against the Royals and uh, and have had some problems here as of late, even though it looked like order may have been restored uh, in the first half of the month. They had to kind of scrounge to get it together at the end of the month. So with all of that said, I said to him, because I remember this is a young type, 13 years old. Whitey Herzog resigning in the middle of the 1990 season and the team finishing in last place. And what I said to Randy was that roster, which I remember, seemed to be way too good to be a last place team, kind of like this one. Although I actually think the 1990 roster might have been better than this one. I don't know. Hell, I don't know. You hold things when you're 13 years old like they're more valuable. You know what I'm talking about? So with that all said, I'll go deep diving on any topic. I don't know if the 1990, the stuff Randy told him about the 1990 Cardinals, I had never heard. But Randy was working at X at the time. You know, I'm at I'm at St. Gabriel's hitting threes like nobody's business no for the doubt. record. No Reggie doubt. Miller at the Garden in Another the zone. And, yeah, and Spike Lee's all up in me in St. James the Greater. I didn't care. In his full re- Knicks regalia. <laughs> no, he's wearing a St. James jersey. Right, Seven Holy Founders, actually. May it rest in peace. So uh, yeah, that that's what that's what we were that's what we were discussing. It'd be a wonderful little podcast. God, it really be, would be. It would be deep dive St. Louis sports randomness. Oh man, well, it, we, and it might go ten hours. When I get the chance to pick Randy's brain about sports, especially St. Louis sports, it's like opening up Pandora's box because one topic is so an encyclopedia. To yeah, and then then you put you two together. It could really, yeah, 10 hours might be oh, low. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I'll go deep dive in 314-399-9646. I like the, I like the, I like the wide open show. Yeah, man. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, are people really stimulated, titillated by the Cardinals? I can't, I mean, after I'm, I'm, I'm asking. I, I know you can't, you can, we can gauge it. Sure. That wasn't really inspiring last night. I'll be honest, here's, I made a bet last night. Oh, under? Kind of a. For me, not for you, you wouldn't care. Rounding air for you. Indeed. Decent sized bet. I parlayed, obviously, a smart gambler. <laughs> yeah, sharp. Yes. All the guys who kill in Las Vegas play parlays and yeah. teasers. Multiple game parlays, too. But I parlayed the Cardinals minus one and a half, and I parlayed the Braves minus one and a half. Why the Braves? Because they were playing the A's. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like minus 400 if you just bet money lines. They were still minus 140. With the uh, with giving a run and a half, and guess what? Both didn't cover. Yeah, I didn't know about the Braves. Well, obviously, the Cardinal one. Yeah, uh, and betting... the Cardinals were covering until the ninth inning. I think ever since we've said you should bet against Oakland every time they've gotten I now mean, they they lost every relative. game and now they've won two in a row. And yeah. I would be curious if they've won two in a row all year because they have well, either eleven or twelve wins. Now is twelve. They 12? Have twelve wins now. Yeah, there's. Yeah, they can't. I mean, what is going on out there? I. I I guess, it, why would it get that much of attention? Because it's kind of a random market that's been a disaster and they're moving. But the math on the season the Oakland A's are having is unlike anything that's ever happened before in Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, they they, they, they could win 30 games. <laughs> What's the mood of the clubhouse? Like when you're, is it like, I'm just here for a year, I'm going to collect my money, and I'm going to try to go somewhere else next year? Like, I just can't imagine. Like, what if you had signed a long-term deal with them, like, four or five years ago, and you're just sitting there? Like, I can't imagine the A's signed too many people to a five-year right. deal. But right. with that said, maybe I'm missing an, an obvious one. Um, 
No, I can't. The thing is, it. what's going to happen is exactly what happened with the Rams. Yeah. They're going to get to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and they're just going to spend. They're going to go on a heater. Yeah. Hundred percent. They're going to spend more, and they're going to bring fancy new players in, and it's going to be a whole different game. You might see more and more teams go. Oh, this is the move. Get out of these. <laughs> You know, older cities, right? Or at least threatened to get out of the old. And cities. then go to a new place where the population's moving, warmer weather, and then uh, spend and win championships. I don't know. I, listen, I don't. I don't have the answers, Jackson. All I know is the Oakland A's won two games in a row, That's and the true. Cardinals scored two runs total against the Kansas City Royals. Well, which we is a little eye opening. Yeah, for sure. Well, we talked back on that. And Tommy Edmond is now in center field, even though we were told about the outfield's depth and the log jam. So don't step on the half and half. Um, <laughs> oh, is that a is that very confusing lineup yesterday? But kind of on your thing on the Oakland A's, like in the NFL for years before the Rams moved to Los Angeles, teams could you know use that as leverage when they used talking. LA as leverage. I bet ten teams used LA as leverage. Yeah, exactly. Or Vegas, and now they're kind of in a state where it's like, well, London is it? But logistically, that's more difficult, so the leverage isn't there. Baseball right now has Nashville and Austin as big leverage cities, and now obviously you see what Vegas has done with Oakland. Like there's opportunities for leverage out there, so it'll be curious to see if the Vegas move to Oakland to Vegas is successful if that strategy is more used, especially when new stadiums need to get built. Yeah, I, uh, I would imagine that over the next decade, you will have, I'm including the A's here. God, I don't know. I feel like the Rays have to do something. Yeah. The they... Rays and the A's, and then I don't know who the next vulnerable one would be. I know that there's talk now in Milwaukee needing to put in hundreds of million dollars yeah. to renovate a stadium that's only 22 years old. Yeah, yeah, that's a strange situation. Yeah, but do you think it would be Nashville or Austin would be the more desirable location for the uh, for leverage? Wow, play? two cities that have had booms. I think Nashville. Because they have two... Mip- major four sports teams whereas Austin well, then you can make the most. case that Austin doesn't but I mean they have UT so yeah, UT it's... and the MLS team but uh <laughs> but the Nashville has proven to be a city where pro teams one of the four major pro teams can flourish yeah no I, I don't have a, I, I think both could be successful I just don't know which one would be better right that's what I'm that's yeah, what I'm telling no perfect you, answer on that one I think uh, you're in good shape either way uh Tim they do have a log jam of consistently hurt inconsistent offensive players that's from the 618 uh let's see I wonder if the Cardinals could beat the A's right now thanks that's from old pimp daddy beard company <laughs> I didn't know we had names stored in here on uh, 101 ESPN. That's more of a TMA thing. I was about to say. Did you save somebody's name as Ol' Pimp Daddy Beard Company? No, but I love it. Is that a sponsor? (laughs) Welcome aboard to Ol' Pimp Daddy Beard Company. I call doing the lives. (laughs) And I got a beard. I trimmed it a little bit yesterday. Can you tell I trimmed it? Be honest with me. Uh, Kind of, yeah. Interesting. I'm jealous. I wish I could grow a beard. I wish I was 6'1". All right. Trust me, being 6'1 is more valuable than the beard thing. I'm just telling you. yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed on that. Yeah, I just I, I I have to either be able to grow a beard or keep my hair because I can't I can't have neither. I can't have neither. Now, if you were if you had my height and the hairline thing and the and the translucent skin. Oh yeah. Then I would go. Okay, you know you're gonna have to just kind of take whatever whatever scraps come off the table. <laughs> but, make some money. But the six one, and yeah. look at you. You're 25 years old with mm-hmm. the wisdom of a. 
a veteran 60-year-old business person. Well, maybe not business person. So you're going to have the height, and you're going to have the bankroll. You're going to be at Napoli Bottle Service for the next few decades. Look forward to it. Just yeah, no. telling you what's going to be going on with you. Yeah. Uh, Tim, any chance Montreal gets another team? Yeah, they talk about that. I don't really know what that's... A, I mean, incredible city. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it was about the Expos. And I realize this is kind of predating any memories you may have. They right. were around yeah. in Vlad Montreal. Guerrero. But you were so young, you probably don't remember it. I, for whatever reason, enjoyed when the Cardinals would play there, and I have no idea why. I guess probably because it was turf and big uh, dimensions, so it fit the whitey ball thing that I grew up loving. Mm-hmm. But there were never really people there. Ah, yeah, that's probably problem. Minus that 1994 team that, if you go back and look at the roster, was sick. But that was the year baseball shut down. Um, so I, I, when people talk about Montreal getting a team and the Expos having this reboot... I, I don't understand, but I'm on I'm so on the outside looking in. I would think that you would go to more Southern American cities. That's what I would think. But Portland's a, a city that gets mentioned yeah. quite often. Yeah. I don't necessarily understand that one. Yeah. How about this? This is just a kind of an aside, but it does talk about relocation. If you would have told me, and I guess, yeah, VGK hasn't been around, you know, what, they've been around six seasons. So they're the first one to hit Las Vegas. If you would have told me 10 years ago that all four sports leagues would be in Las Vegas, and I realize the NBA isn't there, I would have thought the first one to get there would have been the NBA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You agree with me? I feel like there was talk about that when there was an all-star game there. And now, as it turns out, assuming that the A's do indeed wind up moving there, the NBA would be the one that's not there. It'd be the last one, yeah, if it does end up happening. I don't think that they got to wind up being there, but maybe they're going to markets not big enough to have four. I don't know, but you got the the dollars there. Oh, yeah, and I think the NBA brings out, you know, the A-listers would want to be seen there more so, I think, than a baseball or hockey game. Courtside is a very much a real thing, and if you're going to do that, obviously New York and L.A. Are, and Miami are big ones. I think Vegas would join that pantheon. So I think that the NBA worked great there. I thought, I'm just surprised they don't have a team. Then. Yeah. My initial thought was actually NFL. Who's talking about relocating in the NBA? I'm actually going to ask you an NBA question. Oh, man. There was talks. Sacramento always gets thrown into the mix. Not anymore. Not, no, no. So then the answer being... is nobody. Not really. Okay, all right, so it's stable. Maybe someone, Maybe there is. I mean, I know the Bucks just changed ownership, but they're not leaving Milwaukee. Yeah, they have a new building. Yeah, I, I don't think that, I think. So it'll be expansion? And you know yeah. Seattle's going to get a team. Seattle will be first, no doubt. Not even a question, Seattle will be first. But then a team like Vegas would certainly enter in the mix, a second team in Chicago. Yeah, so that that market's big enough to have four. So you're talking about Nashville getting a baseball team, and then they would... Uh, they would have three. Yeah. They would kind of be on the old St. Louis plan. Only three cities had what St. Louis had up until 2015, and that, that was a baseball team, a hockey team, and an NFL team. Yeah. And that but nobody, no NBA team. Right. Do you know what cities those were outside of St. Louis? There are two other cities. I don't have the time to let you go into Pittsburgh. the Pittsburgh. That's correct. East Coast or West Coast? East Coast. Cleveland. No, they have, they, they have a hockey team. And they, and have, they have a team yeah. that had LeBron James. I remember twice. Um, uh, Charlotte? No, no they have sorry. a basketball team. Right. That really, Tampa Bay. That throws a, oh, okay. 
Yeah, all right. Ning, Ray, Buck. Indeed, yeah. That's a big city. Buck raining. And now nobody has what the St. Louis has with just baseball and hockey. Nobody. No other Wow. No other included city. the doggies. Yikes. 314-399-9646. Taylor Twelman might just call in. It'd be great. It's Wide Berth Wednesday. That's It's a six-lane highway, and no one else is out there, baby. Come uh, so join us. Your topics in for Wide Berth Wednesday, plus the half and half is coming up, too, and I always enjoy a good half and half here on Balloon Party. Driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Act. You're in Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, Jackson, we just heard from Foreigner. I want to know what love is. Have you heard that song before outside of just now in the commercial break? Is that the one where here? it says hot-blooded? No, that, that would be hot-blooded. Oh, well then, no, I haven't heard it. And here's what stands out to me about I want to know what love is. This is a 1980s uh, St. Louis music radio observations, which I know you said you wanted to do today in the half and half, but I'm going to take it from the half and half and do it right here. Oh, God bless. I want to know what love is by Foreigner is the only song that could be played on the pop stations, on the classic rock stations, and then also on a station I grew up listening to that is no longer with us. But that's where I got my 1980s and 1990s rap fix, mm. Magic 108. Oh. How about that? Yeah. So I guess it had R&B appeal, classic rock appeal, and pop appeal. And now we're giving away tickets right here. And you can go experience that with one of the lucky ladies. As you're the most eligible bachelor in St. Louis. So if you are a lucky lady and you want to have Jackson hold you in slow dance, do I want to know what love is? And think about it, playing on KHTR and Magic 108 and Rick Idle show. These are names. They I'm, are. I'm unaware of them, but uh, yeah, obviously I'd be happy to slow dance with you. And <laughs> Text in 314-399-9646. A little dating game. Blind Date, I am Roger Lodge, and you get to go on a date with Jackson. I'll be Chuck Woolery. Do you think Beat It would have been able to have been played on all those stations? Wow, that's a, a nice question. Got a little Boy, all that's, a, that's a That's a god... I gotta tip my cap. I think "Beat It" could 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 be one of those few songs. Wow! When that came out, I wasn't really listening to the radio. Yeah, yeah. But I did wear a thriller jacket <laughs> to St. Gabriel's. How'd that go for you? Poorly. Stunning move. Really With want all that one back. And, and I gotta tell you something. My guess is because I asked for a "Beat It" jacket for Christmas. '84. Uh-huh. Would that have been '84? Uh, we're getting we're getting we're checking on that. Thank you. Behind the scenes paper crumpling and instead i got a thriller jacket if i if i had to guess and knowing who i was and who i still am i probably bitched about it (laughs) why don't i have a beat it jacket i don't want a thriller jacket veruca salt yeah i talked like a (laughs) british guy even though i'm irish and that probably pissed my dad off even more yeah and and then, probably because he was irritated by how bratty I was being, he's like, I'm not going to tell this kid to not wear the Michael Jackson right. Thriller jacket to his grade school in South St. Louis and just let him learn for himself. And I'm thinking now as a parent that if my son asked for something asinine and then I got it for him and then he whined about it because it just wasn't right, I would send him to school too. That's exactly what I would do. I would pass that lesson along generation to generation. Yeah, I kind of had some similar happen like that in the sixth oh, grade. Oh, did you wear like a Hornets jersey? No, that would have been very much accepted. 
uh, at the time, this would have been 2010, maybe 2011. Uh, no, 2010 for sure. Uh, uh, it was very popular for sweatpants that were a little tighter, Uh-oh. you know, like, uh, like tighter, you know, more tapered sweatpants. And that's still kind of style today. Soccer warm-up pants. Sure, kinda. of course. Um, so I, 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 I basically forced my mother to buy me a pair of those, but they were a little too tight, Tim. They were basically leggings. I mean, let's be honest here. Oh, no. And so... That might be worse than the thriller jacket. I think it actually is. And so I kind of, you know, I my my parents were like, you can't go to school in that. And I was like, no, I'm going to. And I think that they... So they tried to stop you. Oh, yeah. Well, to their credit. Oh, yeah. But, but that, I have to tell I respect the fact that my father let me go to St. Gabriel's wearing the thriller jacket. Yeah, no, I'm not, um, I didn't even get in the building before I was laughed off the campus. Well, neither was I, Tim, and so that, I think eventually they're like, you know what, we're just going to let this kid find out how this is going to go for him. And so I went, and I was ridiculed, and I never wore those things God, again. You were, you were 13. Mm, yeah, 12, yeah. I might have been 11. I mean, I was 7. Right, well, yeah. I don't think that I counts. looked bad. Wearing the yoga pants were these Lululemons. Mom, I want Lulus. No, I don't think Lululemon was as in vogue as it was then. Um, I should have been known since they didn't have pockets that I probably shouldn't wear them. But sometimes you got to learn the hard way. Did his parents tell Jackson to put the potato in the front and not the back? That's from old <laughs> Pimp Daddy Beard Company. This old Pimp Daddy Beard Company. Big I'm day. buying stock and whatever. I don't know if they have an IPO or not, but if they do... My guy's going to be in touch with old Pimp Daddy Beard Company. Yeah. Boy, just really bad. I also used to wear shorts over my sweatpants because I saw Dwayne Wade wear leggings. You wore that to school. Yeah, this was like an elementary school. I saw Dwayne Wade, my favorite basketball player of all time, wear leggings under his shorts, and I thought I could look the same if I put sweatpants on and then put shorts over it. God almighty, what was going on with you? I didn't know about this. I went to school like that every day. That's how I went to school, just because of Dwayne Wade. And, then, and, and did the kids, like, haze you? No, I mean, it's, you know, you're in third grade. Probably. I was in third grade in a thriller jacket. Yeah. And I was lucky to escape with my life. But these were Central Corridor softies. Oh, my God. These were softies. They were I can, that was the most elitist thing these ears have ever heard. <laughs> well, I, don't, I wasn't around many So you're tufts. saying because I grew up in South City, it would be expected that I'd get my ass kicked. But since you are from the Central Corridor, the fact that you showed up in Lululemons with a potato. There was no potato. That of course they wouldn't they wouldn't hurt me. No, well they trust me, I got ridiculed for the leggings. The sweatpants, the shorts over the sweatpants, I kinda started a trend. You are a gigantic tool. That could be directed to anybody, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Can't deny it after that story. Tim, that beard company's in Farmington. Thanks. That's from the 636. All right. Well, it doesn't matter where it is. If I think this thing's about to blow up, I'm investing. Old pimp daddy. That's right. Good night. God bless. Uh, all right, Jackson. Uh, it's 1031, so I was about to go to the half and half. <laughs> We've just been we're just riffing. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Wide birth Wednesday. Uh, all right. Uh, 314-399-9646 is how you can text an air comfort service. Text line 101 ESPN app is how you can leave a mic drop. Half and half is uh, going to get underway next. This is Balloon Party. You're by Mung and I, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota, fresh off of an update on the New York Knicks general manager situation. I thought it was important. We got a lot of Knicks fans out there. Is that right? Yeah, they're, they, they're, they probably want to get rid of Julius Randle. I would say pump the brakes on that. There you go. So that has been now briefed on this program. It is called Balloon Party. It's on uh, 101 ESPN. And we have this going on this weekend, Jackson, the Fast Lane and the Rizzuto Show. From 105.7 The Point are squaring off once again in a softball home run derby hosted by the O'Fallon Hoots. Join us this Saturday. Riz just walked by. How about that? Hi, Riz. He heard his name and he just walked right on by. Yep. Join us this... There he is! <laughs> <laughs> Join us this Saturday, June 3rd at Carshield Field in O'Fallon, Missouri for the Fast Lane versus the Riz Show home run derby brought to you by... Swiss Air Heating and Cooling and Complete Auto Body and Repair. There will be a fast-pitch MLB alumni home run derby later that night featuring Andrew Jones, Mike Matheny, Scott Spezio, and Bo Hart. General admission tickets are on sale now for just $15. Get all the details on this year's O'Fallon Hoots Home Run Derby now at 101ESPN.com. That Spezer mm-hmm. was on uh, the fast lane yesterday. i got to go back and podcast that interview. Absolutely. I kind of wanted to get him on and go deep diving. That'd be great. I used to hang out with him. As you might imagine, it was before he's had his sure change. Yeah. Now, I've had a change, but mine wasn't as drastic as the Speezer's. Mm-hmm. But the Speezer was in a dark place, yeah. real dark place. And uh, he is now... Uh, come out of it, and it's a hell of a story. Somebody wrote about it on The Athletic a few months ago. Do you read that story by uh-uh. chance? Oh, no. so good. I'll have to check that out. And so that's why I saw that he was on the fast lane yesterday. I'm like, I got to go to the Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's podcast and go listen to that. So he is going to be there on Saturday night. That's awesome. Yeah. That's going to be great. I would do so poorly at that. I can't hit for power. So if I were handicapping, I don't know what... Rafe brings to the table from the Riz show as far as power numbers go. It seems like he could get some good wood on the ball. Think so? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I play college R- baseball. Riz is a senior. Is that right? Wow. Well, then th- th- that <laughs> just changed the whole dynamic. <laughs> yeah. How is that right? Look at that. Did you know that or did Ryder tell you? Oh, it was in my, it was in my ear. I, I didn't come yeah, up I'm with I'm watching that. Ryder as you say that, and it's complete BS. Boy, you, I'll tell you what, you're a compulsive liar. You're pathological. No, I just said he, to, he was in my ear and he told me. Pathological. Very disappointing. I thought this was honesty in media. Well, not on a wide berth Wednesday, it isn't it? <laughs> That's a free-for-all. <laughs> so that changes the dynamic, because otherwise I'd be like, how would the guys in the fast lane not win? Right. Wow. Right. And now- Who's, who, won, who won last year, Mike? Fastlane? Fastlane? Yeah. I think. Hmm. I, I, I just know I would do terribly at it because I can't hit for power. We have Doug Vaughn on TMA. Natural athlete. Hit a home run off of Tom Seaver, FFS. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For real. Did. Now, it wasn't when Seaver was, like, dealing for the Mets or the Reds, but it was, like, relatively soon after he retired. Then after that, we're going to have a drop-off. Big time, yeah. I, like I said, I, I had can't a cup remember. of coffee with the B team at St. Louis U High, and then I developed Steve Sachs' Chuck Knobloch disease. Yeah. 
We got a bunch of guys who and can... it's not like I was tearing up OPS numbers. I can't imagine. I wasn't a darling of the analytics people. No. I, I, we got a bunch of guys who can, who can find the gaps. I don't know if we have a bunch of guys who can leave the yard. Yeah, I would think the fast lane would be the most dangerous group in the building, wouldn't it yeah, be? Is that yeah. pretty obvious? Am I missing somebody here? Opening drive would be pretty strong. Yeah, I, I could probably opening drive would also be in second. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much power T Diddy creates, but I'm sure he does. Wow, sounds like you're calling out BK and Ferrario. I, if Tanner ever wants to play one on one in basketball, just well, that's give not me what a we're talking place. about. No, but he knows. But I mean, that's just know you're he taking knows. a guy who's got my height. Now you're just going to play him one on one in basketball. We we're talking about a home run derby. I'll take we're Rock's measure too. Move the game. I'll take Rock's measure with Is that. Him. Right? We're going to have a producer off here. Yeah, on king of the court. ESPN. Yeah. Sounds like you're not picking on your uh, boy Marsh. I noticed. I'll save him for last. I bet you will. All right, it's time for the half and half. As Miles Michaelis reestablished, or for the first time, established himself as the ace again for the Cardinals, are you concerned that his recent run of success has come against some lackluster opponents? No, I don't. I, I, that, that's not something I think about, honestly. I get it. It's a fair observation. But he's been so good that I don't sit there and go, oh, he's not doing this against the Braves or Dodgers or somebody like that. So I am incredibly encouraged by it because the start of the season was strange. And then that started on a Thursday afternoon in San Francisco. And ever since then, he has been on a heater. So, no, I, I, don't, think, uh, I don't think that that is an indication that it might be smoke and mirrors. No. Yeah. Interesting, though, because people did wonder about the World Baseball Classic. John Denton's brought that up with us before. Yep. And uh, now that he's gotten his bearings, he has been damn good. Yeah, I once, mean, not just good, but damn good. Yeah, his command break on his balls he it looks nine day difference in april 10ks yeah it's 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 not just about i mean you can say you know i I, mean, I said it but the lackluster opponents but they're still major league baseball players and he's blowing it past them so really good to see does it seem odd to you at all that the cardinals put tommy edmund in center field last night with a number of outfielders and prospective outfielders waiting in the wings is that just to get edmund in the lineup what do you think the reasoning is there um, so who would have been the alternative considering the health situation? Of, of Newt Barr? Yeah, I guess you could. You're not going to put like, Burles. See if Willie McGee still wants to play. <laughs> well, the problem is it's it's the location. If it was just an outfielder, you'd right, put Right, which Yepes. is why I asked the question. You want to put Burleson out there in center? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, it's Edmund or Donovan who kind of have to fill those gaps because right. they have some speed. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird that, like, you have all these outfielders yet – only like two of them can play center. Which then circles back to a question that we discussed on the program, and I know it was discussed on 101 ESPN throughout the day yesterday, and Ben Fredrickson of the Post-Dispatch wrote about it, which is Jordan Walker. Here's the, on the Jordan Walker thing. Once he is called up, he is never getting sent down again. Like Very that. rarely can I make a statement like that from a predictive standpoint in sport. And I'm not saying that he wouldn't necessarily, quote, deserve to be sent down again. I'm just telling you that the Cardinals would not send him down again. So once they bring him up, he is up and he is starting. So with that said, that gets into the outfield discussion. But keep in mind, the man was playing third base this time last year. So it's not like he's necessarily a third base solution because he was having real negative problems. Uh, are there any other kind in the outfield when he was up here with the big league club? But it just speaks to the lack of depth and what was at one point known as a logjam. In fairness, the logjam uh, existed before all these guys got hurt. Right. Absolutely. 
With two days off coming up, do you anticipate any roster movement, especially on the pitching staff? Also, what do you make of John De- uh, John Mosellock saying they will not be sellers at the deadline? This isn't a shot, but I mean, how do you know? You don't know. Right. So if I'm in his spot and I'm asked that at this moment, yeah, I wouldn't say it would be sellers as well. And he did talk about in that answer, he was talking with the cat on uh, Bally Sports Midwest, he said, you know, where the division is trending, very blunt, but hey, he's right. <laughs> right, absolutely. That the division is going to be wide open. At the same time, if the Cardinals still have one of the worst records in the National League, I'd be irritated if they were buyers. Yeah. But but we're talking right now on May 31st. You have a couple of months to figure this thing out, and you will have a lot more information. I know that is not a fun answer. It's not what Dan Orlovsky would do. Right. And I like to try to do, as I look up at Chris Russo, who has literally grabbed the camera and is screaming with the confused Molly Quarum and even Stephen A. Smith and J.J. Reddick's just wondering why he's chosen to do this. I'm not doing the right thing no, via not. sports media in I'm 2023. Really I'm saying, well, we don't have all the information, and therefore I can't give you, the listener, an informed opinion. The Cardinals need to go out and buy. Now we're talking. These are the best fans in baseball. Dig deep. Haven't won a playoff series since 2014. Hard-earned money from the fans. But they won in 2019. Yeah. Haven't won an NLCS game since 2014. This is just another example of your vocal range. Yeah, and my voice cracked like Christopher Knight. You know, uh, he played Peter Brady. He had a puberty episode. It would be great if I had a gross spurt coming. God, can you imagine? I, I think there's still one in the future. Like if I got to 6'3". If you walked in here one day and you were 6'3", I'd have to wake up from a fever dream I was in. Why? Because it would be so hot? For so Would you reasons. leave Marsh for me? I don't know. Marsh pretty tall. Your thoughts? 314-399-9646. What time is it? I feel like I had a break. It was time to break. 1046. I think it's actually kind of in our wheelhouse. Yeah, I've, I've been on the clock today. To an extent, yeah. All right. What is the clock? I think 12, 26, and 42. I feel like 18 months in. <laughs> it's, it's a good it's question. It's time to ask. to ask the question. All right, we'll take a break. It's Balloon Party driven by Mug and S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. That's Action Jackson. And we are in the midst of the half and half here in our final segment of today's award-winning radio presentation. Jackson, question three, four, nurse. Question four. Thank you. Eli Drinkwitz made waves yesterday when he discussed NIL money and how much the student-athletes make and the difficulties around that. The comments didn't seem to be met well, a.k.a. backlash on social media. Thank you. Oftentimes referencing Drinkwitz's salary himself. What did you make of both Drinkwitz's comments and the reaction to them. Um, This, Jackson, is yet another example of the 2023 media slash social media complex. Mm -hmm. We take something out of context and then need to fill time and then turn it into something that it is not making a mountain out of a molehill. now to be clear it's like talking about uh, governmental theory or social issue one feels obligated to give their official well i'm right leaning oh i'm left leaning whatever the case might be 
I, here's full disclosure, am a Missouri fan, uh, huge Missouri college football fan, um, but I have never really bought into Eli Drinkwitz personally. Hope he winds up having an incredible career at Missouri. Indeed. I don't see it. Now, this this goes back to the very beginning. I think Missouri fans were incredibly high on him at the outset. Uh, the LSU win his first year mm-hmm. increased that, even though that wasn't the same LSU team that had Joe Burrow and a wide variety of ridiculous wide receivers, perhaps one of the greatest college teams ever. This was a team that wasn't necessarily fielding its full roster and certainly didn't have those guys, and that was the pandemic year. So with all of that said... I have been critical of him, perhaps more so than than many others in the state of Missouri when it comes to sports media. At the same time, honestly, I don't really know. I just know Missouri fans have been irritated with me for not being on board. And now I guess they're not on board with me. With that said, just because that's been my perspective, I still call a ball a ball and a strike a strike. And I didn't think that this was a big deal. I understood what he was trying to say. Yep. But you got to have a story, I guess. And then you got to go get your likes. Go get your likes. Yeah. Get your likes. Ain't going to get you any money, but go get your likes. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you can tell your manager that you got engagement on social media, and then he'll give you like a 1% raise and still whack you with a 24 hours notice. You're in a bad business. I'm looking at you right now. Look at me. Look at these baby blues that have seduced a lot of women and a couple of guys. You're in a bad business, baby, and you're better than it. You're in a bad business, baby, and you're better than it. Okay, I don't need you on social media today attacking Eli Drinkwitz. I don't need you on social media today defending Eli Drinkwitz. You're in a bad business, baby. And this is a, another indication of the bad business. The guy says something and makes a point like, isn't it kind of dumb that guys are making a bunch of money, including my pediatrician brother-in-law, and he's saving lives? Oh, my God. Well, you make $6 million. I can go play gotcha on social media and get you likes. It's so tired. Michael Block, you knew he was going to get taken out. Oh, yeah. He speaks out of his ass after doing 30 interviews and saying, yeah, if I had Rory McIlroy's distance, I'd be a world-class player. Ah, see? He's a fraud. So we got to take him down. It's just, it's tired. It's the media complex. It's the social media complex. And it's it, it irritates me to no end because it creates a stage and a spotlight for dumb, mean people. There is my take. <laughs> I'm ready to run through a brick wall. I don't know about the rest of you. <laughs> You're in a bad business, baby. Yeah. My brief take on the Eli Drinkwitz situation is I think from, and I don't want to speak for all the people who commented on it, but for the majority, it was right message, wrong messenger to an extent because he is also a beneficiary of college athletics making a bunch of money. But, you know, I wholeheartedly believe that players His should be- premise is that it's out of control, which it is. And then later in the day, Nick Saban said it should be treated like the NFL, which would be awfully difficult with Title IX, but I don't Indeed. know if Nick was necessarily thinking that way. I no. apologize. I interrupted you, but you're in a bad business, baby. Oh, yeah. And I'm just, my mind is doing donuts right now. But I will say that I wholeheartedly believe that players should be paid for their name, image, and likeness. Universities make a lot of money off of college football and college basketball, college athletics in general. Or universities make a lot of money off of that. But you can't believe that players should be compensated and then not believe the coaches should be also well compensated. If you bring in a lot of money, you get paid a lot of money. That's kind of how it works. So Drinkwitz was just saying that it is kind of out of control and it can lead to problems in the locker room, which it most certainly can. It leads to problems in the locker room. In pro sports, do you think it's not going to lead to it in college sports? I don't think you can make that connection. You could absolutely believe that it would cause problems. And I believe that's what Drinkwitz was saying. But again, I think most people's uh, assessment of it was right message, wrong messenger.
I don't even know if that's necessarily how I saw it. I saw it. It wasn't necessarily presented with the context of what he was attempting. Which is a common theme. To say, right, because people read headlines and then they go and they spout off behind a burner. Right. Michael Blocker. And then, then, quote unquote, credible mainstream institutions then build stories around what people on Twitter were saying, which is the 2023 equivalent of the Post-Dispatch running sound off columns, except then a news outlet saying, and then today in the sound off, Dorothy Light wrote that she didn't like that somebody had facial hair on the Cardinals and that Marcelo Zuna had a neon green sleeve. And, oh, people are talking on social media. People are talking on sound off. Oh, it's awful. You're in a bad business, baby. I just want to call this segment. You're, you're in a bad a, business, you're in a baby. bad business, baby. What else do you have in this half and half? Uh, real quickly, we can talk about the San Diego Padres have officially gotten their, right ba- their rights back from yeah, Diamond did. Sports. Well, yeah. Speak, I mean, I mean, like case in point, you're in a bad business, baby. <laughs> An operation, the parent company, the grand ethical businessman has decided to run the program and then not pay for it. Yep. And yesterday decided we will not be paying the Padres. Yep. But it's Major League Baseball who's at fault in this whole thing. That's crazy. What an operation. I'm telling you, I don't know what the situation is for the Padres. All I know is they went on a heater with their spending and I would imagine that they were thinking that they were going to get paid by the people they were in business with. Yeah. This is like the owner of the Padres. I'm going, Oh boy. This isn't a misplaced $5 bill. It's a lot of money. And they spent $250 million in the off season. You're in a bad business, baby. Should I get into running a baseball club? Just make sure you're not in business with Bailey's. Yeah, that would be first things first. Uh, Jackson, we got to go. Uh, I can't wait to watch you and Tanner cross paths after you called him out. Oh, yeah, he knows it. He's walking right in. Oh, he looks like he wants to go. He's That's not, Jamie Rivers' music, I hear. He's not ducking smoke. Uh, time for us to shut it down for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mung and S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.